Welcome, everybody, to episode 34 of Late Arrivals. Chris has returned this week, so all four of us uh, are actually going to be able to do an episode for the first time in like two months. (laughs) Maybe, maybe longer. Yeah. Gangs gangs back together, I guess, for once. Yeah, I feel like I haven't been on in so long because, like, we took that week off when I was out in California and then I missed last week. So. That was me coming in the last week. Remember, I was at my work conference, and then we took yeah. the off, and then yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Lou, to complete the 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 same feeling, you have to go on a two week hiatus after this. <laughs> Everyone's got to take a break. <laughs> Lou. You got to take PTO. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, HR will get in contact with you to to put that through. We'll talk. We'll talk to the ITR people. <laughs> <laughs> Lou's going to be gone for a leave of absence, forced. Mm-hmm. Sure. I was forced. telling you guys literally before we started recording, but yeah. for everyone that is listening, I'm, I showed them my Anthony Stolar's puck that I won from the, the goal contest because they scored one goal against Tampa, and <laughs> I was the one who said that, so hell yeah. Was that the, uh, was that the one – is it the goal contest over text, or is it the one on Twitter? The Twitter one. Okay. Do they still do the texting one or no? I honestly have never been a part of it, so I don't know. Yeah. They, like, stopped doing it randomly out of nowhere. They stopped giving out the number, like, five or six years ago. So only the people who were already subscribed to it could participate. It was still going on, but, like, if you wanted to participate and you didn't didn't have your number in, you were just kind of fucked. I tried tried doing it once, but... uh... I got annoyed with all the text updates, so I unsubscribed after one of the seasons. That was, that too was, much. That was me, too. Yeah. They, they uh, stopped doing the Ducks headline, huh? Yeah, unfortunately. Game. I feel like they haven't done that for like three years. We haven't had any opportunities this year. Well, that's true. <laughs> I, was, I was mad because... Haven't, haven't, haven't won a goddamn game. <laughs> I was mad because they stopped it uh, before they started acknowledging Supreme Victory. And oh, so they, yeah. I every time I would I would tweet it every time we won, and mm-hmm. then they stopped doing it, and then Tyler started posting it. It was just like, well, yeah. better than nothing. But I was sad. <laughs> he started well, doing that on like Getsy's one thousand point game, I think, mm-hmm. or thousandth game or something. I don't know. So I won one of them one time because we beat the Blues, and Kevin Waugh did something productive and. I did something something goofy that they felt was worthy of the, the headline. You made a ha-ha. I did make a comedy. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we actually have Ducks wins to talk about, which feels... Uh, Plural. Yeah, multiple wins. wins. Nuts. Uh, it feels illegal to talk about being the pessimists we are, wanting them to lose. But we have a uh, win against the Caps, a win against the Canes, and a win against the uh, Blackhawks in the Bedard Bowl. No, John Gibson has won against the Canes. Very true. (laughs) Um, Out of the three, the Canes game is the one I didn't get to see a lot of, but um, it definitely was the John Gibson show. (laughs) 100% it was believe the nhl.com had the final stats as uh 53 to 16 uh, <laughs> shot advantage for the hurricanes that's correct um and that game somehow did not require 
overtime. Yeah, that was a regulation win, which I'm pretty sure isn't it the same score that we beat them by when they came to Honda Center? Or was that a was that a 4-3 game? Was that an overtime win? I can't I can't even remember. Yeah, it was an overtime win. It was the Strom it was a Strom handshake game when he was a Toronto three OT win. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, let's not let's not let's not have no fear though. If you're if you're you know, I, I don't want to say upset, but if you're you know a little bit nervous for the tank after after us picking up these three wins, I'm pretty they sure they still look very very bad. Yeah, we still don't look good. I'm pretty sure Jake <laughs> Rudolph posted all the uh, deserve to win meters uh, for all three of these games. All three of them were just completely swung in yeah this direction. So you know some puck luck here. Um, you know, John Gibson and Lucas Dostal playing really well. Um, third star of the week, uh, John Gibson. Yeah, yeah, third star of the week, John Gibson. Boosting a boosting his trade value, huh? 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 <laughs> what are we saying? Ty Gump Worsley's record. I don't know who that is. Uh, <laughs> Lap legend Gump Worsley. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't that a wasn't that a wasn't that a name you said on the on the guest? Yeah. I need yeah. to find his card. We all need yeah. to have at least one hockey yeah, card. Like that, like, yeah, like when Violent Gentleman, like that's like a card you get when you order some Violent Gentleman shit and they send, yeah, yeah, send yeah. you the one random uh the one <laughs> I need to never, buy him I've out. Gotten, like, I've gotten like one notable player and it was a Pavel Bure one. And it was and it's Ooh. sick. I actually still have it. But that's the only like notable card I've gotten from Violent Gentleman. I don't remember if I if I have one that's I think the only notable one I've ever gotten was like a Ray Ferraro Kings one. Oh nice. Everybody else is just like, okay, that's that's certainly a guy. And we don't just... and, yeah. And hey, don't don't uh do not get that twisted. Anybody from Violent Gentlemen, if you find yourself listening to this podcast, we would uh we would love to rep you guys a little bit more. I know a lot of us wear a lot of your stuff and shout out Violent Gentlemen. This is not a paid wink, ad. Wink. Just just Shout out a shout out a, uh, a love a loved SoCal hockey brand that we uh, that we appreciate very much. We're so, all winking. I'm currently wearing their sweats right now. I'm wearing a sweatshirt. I was wearing their sweatshirt earlier, but I I'd, I'd, <laughs> I'd worn it while prepared. working. I'd worn it while working a couple days, so I did had to throw that one in. If I was prepared for this no this monster shout out, I would have worn my hat. But yeah, I wasn't planning on doing that, but. <laughs> <laughs> For yeah, the second half of the pod, bro. I'm gonna come out like Notre Dame in the green in the second half, and just come out in all violent jumps. <laughs> the the Got like a teardrop tattoo, but it's the VG. <laughs> uh, to your point about the deserve to win a meters, I think the one from the Capitals game was like seventy percent something to like seventy something percent to twenty something or. It, it was funny because I remember seeing a tweet that was like, "Surely the Caps won this game." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and last night uh, against the, against the Blackhawks, we won four two. Now, to the eye, probably looked like we played fairly well, but the deserve to win meter against an AHL level Blackhawks lineup <laughs> was still swung sixty, I think sixty seven percent in favor of the Blackhawks. Mm-hmm. So, in a thousand game simulations, the Blackhawks won that game sixty seven percent of the time. So, yes, you know, probably you know don't want to see us picking up too many wins in a row here as we're getting as we're getting kind of close to crunch time and getting close towards uh towards uh towards the bedard hour but um we shouldn't have any fear about the tank they're still second to last Our yeah tank. still second to last columbus picked up a win today we're tied with chicago for second to last now uh, our tank is on ir yeah 
tanks on IR. But uh, yeah, no, we should be fine. But got the trade deadline coming up, which we'll touch on uh, here in a couple of days. So the team should be a little bit depleted after that. So yeah, all systems go or not go, depending on how you look at it. <laughs> all systems <laughs> fail. Notably yes, from <laughs> the last couple games, uh, in the Capitals game, Milano did the little flip over the net, which was kind of funny. Seeing that was fun. Yeah, him do the fun. move does make does make you sad though. Yeah, I was a little. I was a little sad. He should it, still it be was, doing it in a Ducks uniform. Yeah, and and it was fun. I don't know if I could still say that it was it was fun. You know, if if there was a Caps player there to bat it in, um, that would have hurt even more. But since it failed, it was a lot of fun to watch. <laughs> um, the McTavish had uh, three points last night, which. I think uh, put him back into second for rookie scoring. Yes, it did. That line uh, was really good last night. Terry's goal was uh, was really nice, and uh, Jones look good. Silverberg's on a little bit of a heater, which is nice to see considering mm-hmm. his uh, injury history the past couple seasons. His bum hip. And Mason then McTavish, Mason McTavish is a grown man. It's a grown <laughs> ass man. Yeah, he's a man. He's forty. He's at least 27. <laughs> it's a grown man in a 19-year-old's body. <laughs> and like we mentioned, uh, John Gibson this week got named the NHL's third star of the week, going 2-0-1 with a 2.64 goals against and a 9.47 save percentage. And he also made, what, they said like three consecutive games seeing 50-plus 50 50 shots and making 50-plus <laughs> saves, which... Something, yeah. I don't know if that's uh that's good for goalies, but you know, <laughs> he he makes it look easy. And I, I mean, yeah. credit to to the man. He says he wants to play every day, and if he's doing shit like that, as long as it's not hurting him, I say let I him know. do it. As long as he's all right physically. Oh, by mentally. the way, the Ducks introduced the big hat. Yes, last night yes, they did. That was Max Jones rocking it. Looked very nice. I liked it. I I had no idea like. They did the Mighty Duck jacket thing like the entire year. I noticed it last week and when they won in Washington. Yeah. But I didn't know they were doing that like all year long. It's always it's cool, cool to see the little yeah. traditions and stuff they're doing. Can't imagine how sweaty that is. <laughs> probably really. <laughs> it's probably really gnarly. It's yeah. It's probably gross. It's probably, I need the I would like my own though. I don't want that. Yeah, I would like the yeah. ducks to. <laughs> To make some of those and tell them. Yeah, like the jersey off your back at the end of the season, but instead it's the jacket. <laughs> you get Lou the jacket. Yeah, yeah. Well, we also had a trade that happened this week, a very minor one at that, but uh, Hunter Drew got traded to the Blackhawks for Josiah Slavin, uh, the better Slavin brother. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> um, AHL transaction, um, kind of the beat on Slavin was he's not really, I mean, despite all of the AHL players on the Blackhawks roster currently, uh, he just wasn't getting the shot and they felt he might get a better shot here, which, okay. I, I don't really have much to say about that. It happened. <laughs> yeah. Wrong, wrong, uh, wrong Slavin brother. Uh, and then today as part of a, a busy Busy day, trade-wise. Uh, the Ducks uh, found a partner for Henry Thrun. They traded him to the Sharks for a 2024 third-round pick, which turning a fourth-rounder into a third-round or third-round draft pick is 
something for sure. You know, at least we got something for him. Uh, I kind of feel like it was a little underwhelming, but at the same time, he's getting the opportunity to play somewhere mm-hmm. that's going to be able to plug him in right away. And again, we got, we at least got something for him. So yeah. Yeah. It is what it is. I wouldn't, uh, I, I wouldn't say it's completely underwhelming because you got to You got to remember that we're just trading his rights to sign, you know, yeah. it's not, yeah. he's not a official San Jose shark. If, I mean, I don't think San Jose would be giving up a 2024 third rounder if they didn't think he would sign with them. But, um, you know, he could he could very well still not sign with the Sharks if he wants to. So it's still his rights. Um, I know we talked about it. Uh, I think it was last week or the week after or uh, the week before, excuse me. But, you know, again, props to Henry Theron for being for being really professional with the Ducks and, yep. Yep. and letting them know that he was not going to sign with us. So Pat Verbeek could then look to get an asset for him, which he did. It's a tidy piece of business. I mean, you essentially turn, I mean, depending on how you look at it, you essentially turn a nothing asset because he wasn't going to do anything for you because he wasn't going to sign into a third round pick for next year. I mean, I mean, we'll, we'll take that any day. Another, another tidy piece of business from Pat Verbeek, you know, as Jake said, good for Henry Theron. Um, You know, he probably instantly becomes the first or second best D prospect in that in that Sharks pipeline. It's pretty yeah. barren over there, so that was probably that was probably maybe one of his uh, one of his reasonings for not signing with the Ducks. Kind of kind of as we touched on uh, last week, you know, not not a whole lot of space in this pipeline right now. So probably just wanted another opportunity to go somewhere and really, um, you know, get some more uh, uh, some more for sure playing time. Yeah, he's now a top prospect in the Sharks system. <laughs> yeah, good for good for you, Henry. <laughs> yep. Oh, and Verbeek was not done. He uh, claimed a warm body off of waivers today in Scott Harrington, uh, Devil's Legend. The city of New Jersey shall miss everything he did for the team. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he's basically he's basically our Genny Dadnov. If if you listeners were not following, he was a he was a devil for like not even twenty four hours. Yeah. Three stars of the week. We actually, I feel like we could actually name some this week because last week was six straight losses and pretty sure we uh, didn't do this. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you guys did, did you? For my, uh, I'll go for my third star since it's probably, uh, you know, his last, uh, his last 24, 48 hours as a duck, you know, started off not great, you know, kind of started to pick it up a little bit here in the, in the last uh, last month or two of the season i'll give it to john klingberg shout out john ducks legend um my second star uh i'll give it uh, i'll give it to mason mctavish um you know just just continues to look so good and just continues to look so comfortable um as a as a 19 20 year old here in his in his rookie season just continues to look so dominant um and then first star i'll give it i'll give it to john gibson you know his name was named third star of the week um you know had another had another great performance against the uh against the caps and canes you know rightfully got uh had a had a night off last night against the hawks so um yeah i'll say Greenberg three mctavish two and john gibson number one yeah i i'm not going to change it up that's that's what i was thinking yeah i'm with both of you <laughs> do you want to go four for four chris or are you gonna are you gonna be um, the, the different one i'll throw i'll throw uh I'll throw Henrique in there, maybe. Come on, no. Chris, that's not a perfect score. <laughs> I'll throw. I'll throw. No, I'll go. I'll go. Gibson third, McTavish Ooh. then Terry. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Chris, Chris hates John Gibson. Confirm. <laughs> Garrett says, "Here comes quote different Chris shaking my head." <laughs> <laughs> different Chris. Uh, can we name a lame duck? Can we just David? can we just rename um, it to the, the Benny Award? I was gonna say Lou has it out for Benoit. I mean, dude, he sounds was, like he was ass last Bully night. was kind of serviceable. So well, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I'll give it to Benoit. I guess he's just he's just gonna or be should the we, or wait or should we or should we do it? Should we do what we did? I think the last time, like. A month or two ago, when we when we won three games in a row, we didn't give it to anybody because we weren't sure how many more times that was going to happen. I mean, we can do that. I was going to say, yeah, hey, hey, they won three in a row. That's probably not going to happen again. Let's, yeah, let's give them a break. Yeah, we, yeah, nobody nobody gets lame duck this week. So the the parameters of the lame duck of the week has changed so many different times with us. It, it feels like the hardcore title in fucking WWE where like you can, you know, like pin someone at at a golf course and it would count. Like, I, I kind of feel like we change the rules every couple of weeks. So <laughs> if we don't name one, we don't name one. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still giving it to Benny. Oh, right, in your heart. In your heart. But we have Ducks Caps tomorrow. I will be in attendance for that. Ooh, I shall right. be a late arrival to the game because I have uh-huh. to work as it starts. So, no, oh, really? Yeah. There you go. Heather wants to let everyone know that she is a Caps fan for the, the night. Um, yep. We okay. know. Um, I mean, now that Dadanov's not going to be on the Habs on Friday, I don't know if I want to go no to video that tribute. game. I'm, I'm actually going to the game on Friday, so I will. I will. Uh, yes, unfortunate. You know, can't do the uh, yeah. video tribute. Of, you know, can't. Uh, won't be. I won't be seeing a uh, an Evgeny Dadanov welcome back video, but, uh, you know. We'll be a maybe really new look ducks on that night, you know, because that that is trade deadline day. The deadline will have, will have uh, happened at uh, at noon Pacific that day. So we'll be uh, we'll be curious to see what this uh, what this roster looks like that day. And then after the game against the Habs, uh, the Ducks play the Kraken, which sweet. It's I kind of feel like out of all of those, um, the Kraken game is probably going to be the most silly, and it's going to be. A game I feel like they're gonna dominate for some reason, <laughs> just because there's gonna we're all gonna bitch and complain that so and so got traded and the roster's gonna just look really bad. Yeah, but they seem to do that every year. They trade a bunch of guys away. Everyone's mad for like 24 hours. Mm-hmm. They play the next game and then they win, and everyone's just like, "Oh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> all right." Do you so, uh, do you have any? How many points do you think? Six points right there on the line. I'm. T- I, why, I feel like we're going to beat the Capitals again. I want to give them. I'm going to say four or six. Four out of six. Okay. I'll say I, four out of six. I think just because every time we've won two or three games in a row, we just we always drop back down to earth like in a very exploding, <laughs> a violent way, very very violent, <laughs> no parachute way. So I'll say two out of six. Two out of six. I'll say I'll say they'll get half three. A cheeky three. A cheeky three. Okay. How about you, Lou? Uh, I don't know what the question was. I'm sorry. 
three games for the Ducks coming up. Six points on the line. How many um, points do you think they get? Capitals, Canadians, Kraken. Probably two. Two. I could okay. see them beat Montreal, but I don't think they're going to win tomorrow. Montreal. Oh, wait, no, sorry. I was looking at the Caps game. I was like, what? <laughs> That's on me. And Seattle's really good this year, so I don't think they're going to beat them. I say we lose. I say we lose against Washington. I'll say we win Friday, and then we lose against Seattle. Okay. Before we get into our ad reads, one last time, do we think they are Ducks after Friday? I'm going to list a couple players, and, I mean, a lot of them are gimmies, but Mm -hmm. we'll obviously start with John Klingberg. No. 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 Nope. He gone. Nope. Dmitry Kulikov. No. Should be no. Yeah, I'll say no. Adam Henrique. Yes. 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 I think that uh, that injury. Sale. The Gustav Nyquist trade, though, does still have some hope for it. But, yeah, I just – I don't know. We weren't hearing his name too much in the lead-up to it. But – and, again, it's not the end of the world. It's not like he's a pending <laughs> UFA. Um, you know, he is now out for, like, five, four or five weeks, so – yeah, I just I'm I'm leaning towards yes, he's still a duck on Friday, mm-hmm. unless like Verbeek does like a sneak attack. Yeah, yeah, it could, <laughs> it could come at the last minute. I'm not, I mean, shit. Last year the Raquel trade happened within like the last hour, so yeah, um, yeah who knows? Mm-hmm. Max Comtois. No. Ooh. I don't know. I ugh, I don't think we're going. I just the closer we get to it, I don't think we're going to be seeing like five or six moves like people are expecting. I don't. But I see maybe three max Kulikov, just... Klingberg, and then like another kind of weird like whether it's like a Stolarz trade or something small like another kind of warm body for warm body kind of kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Like I could see Comtois being like something kind of like the Puyarv trade that we saw. Uh, go down earlier today, but um, yeah, fuck, I don't know. I don't know about Quanta. You know, just to be fun, I'll say, I'll say no. He's not a duck. Okay, Max Jones. Yes. 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 Yeah, he's not. He's Is not. he a free agent? No, he's got like another year, I think. But he's oh, not. okay. No, the he's, only reason the here. only reason I mention him is because they're for a time there. I mean, very. Not very serious, obviously, because I feel like we would have heard more. But a lot of Oilers fans were saying, "Oh, well, like if you packaged like a Klingberg for so and so, you know, you throw in a guy like Comtois Jones because the Oilers are always looking to get tougher, some random mm-hmm. bullshit like that." Yeah. Um, last two, John Gibson. <laughs> yeah, I just yeah, yeah. We did it. I just I just don't see a Gibson trade being a deadline thing. I mean. Also, like I said in that tweet yesterday, crazier shits happen. I mean, we just saw Tanner Janot get five fucking draft picks. So mm-hmm. who knows? Friday could be insane. It could just be a lot of nothing, and the Ducks make two or three moves. But I'm leaning towards a Gibson trade being a summer thing. So I'm saying, I'm saying yes, he is. He's still a agreed. Duck. Yeah, agreed. Last one, Kevin Shattenkirk. Yes. Yes, I. Yeah. I just, I just don't see him getting moved. I think they're going to resign him. They are. I, I 100% believe they are resigning. Which is not the worst it, if it's as a sixth, seventh guy. Mm-hmm. Not really opposed to it. I mean, as long as he's not playing top four minutes, I, <laughs> I wouldn't hate it. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, it's not like 
it's not like it's going to be Fowler Drysdale and four rookies. He's actually been kind of good. I mean, he hasn't been good, but he hasn't been bad. Yeah, he hasn't been just, he hasn't been, you know, a Simon Benoit or Nathan Beaulieu, but I mean, yeah, it's, it's, if he's brought back as just a sixth, seventh guy, I mean, whatever. But if we lose him to free agency, also really whatever, no really worse for wear. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I mean, Jack Johnson got traded yesterday, so sillier things have happened the last couple of days. I'll throw out sure. a name. Isaac Lindstrom. No, he's not. He's not traded. No. Yeah, I don't think so. But... I think we like him. I think they like him, so I don't I don't see that happen. I mean, he's been playing really good as of late. He came back from injury and decided that, yeah. you know, he was Wayne Gretzky all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. Well, and also and... last year, I mean, no one really expected Delorier to get traded, let alone getting a third-round pick, so... Yeah, very true. Very true. Like Verbeek always, it seems like Verbeek's always got a little bit of a wild card up his sleeve. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. I expect him to be active for sure. I don't think Ducks fans should be worrying that we haven't really made any significant moves yet. Um, and then we had the Harrington, uh, the Harrington claim today, and then the uh, and then the Hunter Drew. Or, sorry, we had the Hunter Drew trade a couple of days ago, and then we had the Henry Theron trade uh, go down earlier today. But I saw some people freaking out. They were like, "Oh, he's not going to do anything." Like, let's. Let's calm down. Like, Let's calm as down. Of, like, as of recording, we still have like two and a half days. Yeah, let, let like, the monster yeah. energy drink hit the veins a little yeah. bit more. You know? didn't make every single trade before deadline day. You know, he made he made the Manson trade first about a week out, made the Linhold trade about three or four days later, and then the Delorier and uh, the Delorier, the Raquel, and all the other trades kind of, I think, went down on um on friday so i wouldn't closer to the day yeah yeah closer to the day i wouldn't i wouldn't i wouldn't be too worried i think i think people are already kind of freaking out overreacting pat verbeek executed where he had to last year now i think mm-hmm. people are like i saw some people earlier today say some things like oh it's not going to be the deadline it was last year well yeah no of course of course it's not because we don't have a, a josh manson a, yeah this is not going to be a sexy deadline yeah this isn't going to be a uh <laughs> this thing where we're walking away with a huge rucksack of of assets it's going to be a lot more mellow you know we don't have the assets we did last year but i still have faith in pat for beak to execute in the places where he needs to where yeah. the only really surefire trades that need to happen are john klingberg and dimitri kulikov if he executes there i mean anything else is a bonus in my eyes mm-hmm. uh, you know i think you'd like to see maybe some other smaller moves but i mean if he just does if he just does what he needs to do i mean i'm i'm all good with that Oh, one more, Derek Grant, because he's a free agent at the end of the season. I see him staying. Yeah, he's he's, he's been okay as of late. I mean, yeah. Do I want him as a long term option? No, but uh, six I mean, years. He's clearly he's clearly serviceable enough to the team that he. I I feel he's he's safe. Yeah. There is one other thing I wanted to say. I don't remember what it was. Um, shit. It was on my mind, too. And we kind of got sidetracked there. Oh, I'll remember it by the end of the episode. I, I just know. <laughs> yeah, you want to go ahead and do our ad reads, Chris? Because I fumble-fucked the first one last week. Yeah. You want me to do both? <laughs> you want me to do both? Or did Connor want to do 714? Uh, looks like Connor is getting a beverage. I could, Let's do both. I could reach seven one four, but I need. No, to... I'm doing. I'm doing my mid pod uh, melatonin run. Gotcha. <laughs> I, I would just do. do I would do both. I need Chris. the ad read. I, I don't have it. 
Uh, look in the notes that uh, Jake yeah, it's blocked. It yeah. has uh, Jake's email blocking <laughs> it. Just, just read both, Chris. All right. Okay, yeah. Uh, I'll do it all right, week. so if you'd like to continue to support us here at LAP, our network, Inside the Rink, has an affiliate link for you to sign up for ESPN+. Visit insidetherink.com slash ESPN and sign up today. Signing up with us, uh, signing up with the link helps not only us, but also the network hosting us. And the network hosting us inside the rink is wonderful. Great people over there. And it's very busy over there right now with the with the uh, trade deadline coming up. It's uh, our Slack chat's pretty crazy. And um, there's just a lot of, a lot of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Um, also, if you are wanting to go to a Ducks game or pretty much any event really uh, in town, 714 Tickets has you covered. We have partnered with 714 to get you, our fans, deals on tickets for any event you plan on attending. Use code LAP at checkout for 10% off your order and 5% towards any future orders with 714. So that's code LAP. I used it to go to the Ducks Sabres game in Anaheim just a few weeks ago. The game that uh, I was... Look at you. Yeah, and they were uh, they were very nice. No service fees. It was very nice. I enjoyed it. And uh, seven one four, shout out seven one four. They're uh, <laughs> they're really cool. And uh, speaking of them, I've kind of already hinted at it on Twitter, so I'll just kind of add to it. But um, we are going to be doing a, a ducks ticket giveaway um, for a for a game in March. I'll tweet it out probably this weekend. We'll start it. So be on the lookout for that on our socials. And you can win tickets to a Ducks game. Exciting times. Yeah, what Chris said. Yeah. But before we get into the craziness that was today in the last couple of days with the uh, pre-deadline the pre trades happening, uh, kind of out of nowhere, uh, Preds GM David Boyle announced that he will be retiring at the end of the year and succeeded by uh, Barry Trotz, which was kind of... Uh, little out of left field Um, but uh trots being a former coach and a coach that was beloved in nashville yeah it makes sense yeah uh you know it pains me to say because i absolutely hate the predators with every fiber of my being yeah but you know his poils mark on the preds can't be understated you know, it, it really has grown a market in a state that people wouldn't expect hockey to, to really thrive. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That's about all the kudos I will give. Yep. Yeah. Because yeah, you know, I feel like, him. I feel like I uh, may, may have a heart attack saying anything <laughs> else or get struck by lightning or something like yeah. that. But still kind of dirty now. Yeah, gotta be, you gotta be careful. <laughs> gotta be careful. If anything, the last couple of days have shown us the downfall of the Nashville Predators, so I could at least relish in that. <laughs> so, yeah. Shout it's out happening. to Poyle on a long career and a successful career at that. But, yeah. You know, you know he did it'll be interesting. There. It'll be interesting to see how Trotz acclimates to that. Because um, it kind of feels like a, a role he'll succeed in because he's pretty much gone everywhere he's gone, he's had success. So, yeah. People love Barry. 
But that gets us into the craziness that has been the last couple of days with trades. Um, we're not going to read all of them off, but notable ones, we had uh, the Bruins getting Garnet Hathaway and Dmitry Orlov in another three-team trade that the Wild fit themselves in to retain some money. Um, the Devils got Timo Meyer in an absolutely gigantic trade that yeah. we had to wait like seven, seven hours to get the trade details for. Did one of us say that he was going to New Jersey on here a few episodes ago? Was it you? Was it? I remember. I remember bringing up. I remember bringing up the Sabers. I don't know if I also said Devils, but I swear one of us said Devils. It was probably I mean, me. I mean, I mean, I've been to me at least this whole time. I find it hard to believe that he wasn't going to be a Devil. So. Oh, okay. Um, we had Tampa Bay trading Calfoot and like 19 draft picks for Tanner Janot, <laughs> which um, I respect Julian Breezeball coming out and saying, uh, you know, suck it. I know what I'm doing with my draft picks. <laughs> um, but it was probably the, I'd say one of the more confusing ones that's happened just because of how many picks were given up. But yeah, it's incredibly confusing. Like to give up that kind of capital for a guy like Tanner Janot, who I think he literally only had like, 14 goals last year like he only has like 10 goals now or something like that he's just he's just not a player that is typically garnering that type of asset now you can make the argument that yeah it's not like it's five first round picks it's a first it's a third it's a fourth it's a fifth you know like it's like like, there's some varying degrees of of value there but you know it's still really confusing you think you can get a guy like Janelle for way less than that and then and then not not even including Calfoot, who was a little bit of uh, maybe a little bit of a misfit, um, you know, prospect with the, uh, um, you know, with how strong their D over there is in Tampa, probably probably wasn't too much of a fit. So they were probably trying to get him out to greener pastures. But at the same time, guys, you know, like I said, like I was kind of half joking before we before we went live, like, yeah, on, on face value, that trade seems crazy. But at the same time, are any of us really in a place to doubt Tampa or doubt anything Tampa does? I mean, for, exactly. all, we know, for all we know. I mean, you know, I mean, we see what happened with guys like Nick Paul and Brandon Hagel. I mean, for all we know, they're going to turn Tanner Janelle into a 70, 80 point guy. And then we're all going to have egg on our face because we because we doubted the Tampa Bay Lightning yet again. So I'll 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 say there's a clear winner in that trade. Um, You know, like we were talking about earlier, sucks to you know, sucks to admit that that the Predators did well on something. But I think I think the jury maybe still be just a tiny bit out. We'll see how Tanner Janelle fares with the uh, fares with the bolts. But yeah, it's it's. That's a huge he win. He was in the running huge, for the Calder last year. Huge win for Nashville. Man, gross. It, it's it's hard to uh, it's hard to doubt the guy that also took a team to three straight Cup finals and mm-hmm. went two for three in those Cup finals. Yeah. So, yeah. What do, what do, what do we know? We're just a bunch. It was of very guys close to get the third ring too. Like I mean, I mean, come on. We're just that's dudes. my point. Like, are we like? Can we really say anything to Patrice Breezeball right now? But. <laughs> but to be fair, didn't it Stevie Y like construct that team mostly? I mean, he's been uh, out of there for a while. But yeah, yeah I mean, I mean, you can't doubt the other guy I mean, too. Yeah, but... you know, he he you know brought in brought in Stamkos and Hedman and I think I think Vasilevsky, but um, yeah, no, that's a that's a breeze ball team. Yeah. But we had other trades like uh, the Maple Leafs. They kind of cleaned house a little bit today, um, but they also got Jake McCabe and Sam Lafferty from the Blackhawks. Uh, Jesse Pugliarvi went to the Hurricanes, which 
just another, I mean, it makes the hurricanes even more deadly, which I, I don't know if you could even say that. I mean, that was, was such a Carolina move, such a great move for them. I mean, they basically got Jesse Pugliarvi for some nothing. <laughs> nothing. Probably, yeah. Who's probably never even going to come over and play for Edmonton anyway. I mean, I mean, yeah. at best probably will come over to AHL and play for Bakersfield, but mm-hmm. classic Canes move. I mean, I mean, I think everybody was in agreement that Pugliarvi kind of needed, needed a change of scenery. I think both parties involved felt that way too. So it makes it a little bit easier. Um, you know, good to, good to see that that finally got done. Would have, Again, would have maybe liked the Ducks to be a part of that, you know. Yeah. A couple prospects that we could have thrown out that, you know, probably wouldn't have hurt us too much to lose for Jesse Pugliarvi. But I mean, hey, you know, it is what it is. It's a business. But yeah, I love, I love that move for Carolina. Yeah. And it kind of sucks considering his, his like offer sheet at the end of the year. His RFA offers only, I think, a three, three mil cap hit. So mm. it's like he could have yeah. been a guy you could offer or you could, you know, try and work a contract out with in the offseason. But, like you said, I, I saw Hurricanes and I was just like, of fucking course it was the Hurricanes. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, just like a very Carolina movie. Fucking Eric Tolsty strikes again. Yeah. Um, we had the Oilers getting a little, little more defensively better, getting Matias Ekholm from the Predators, which Predators Ken Holland, had another haul. Another haul here. Ken Holland won a trade. <laughs> I mm. I really like it for the Oilers just because I think they're in a similar place as the Maple Leafs. And I have kind of a similar argument for the Matias Ekholm acquisition that I did for the Ryan O'Reilly acquisition in Toronto. I think both G, I think Kyle Dubas and Ken Holland are both really just feeling the pressure right now. Yeah, they have yeah. both situations. They have a star player kind of maybe getting a little bit, you know, a couple of years closer to the end of the contract that, you know, you wonder if they're getting restless in a, to Matthews and Connor McDavid. You got a Canadian, you know, you know, you have a huge Canadian market and a huge Canadian fan base applying a bunch of pressure. You know, have both sides haven't had the playoff success that I think the entire league probably feels that they should have had the last couple of years. So they're they're both in very similar situations. They both have to go all in. I think sometimes you do pay a premium for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think and I like it for the Oilers just because I think they went out and addressed a need that I think has been glaringly obvious for them the last couple of years was, was, you know, needing to shore up the back end a little bit. And Matias Ekholm does that. He's a, he's a pro he, he's kind of a profile that they, that they really lacked on the back end there. So um, now at the same time, Jake, you know, I know, I know you hadn't read off the return for Nashville yet, but at the same time, you know, like I said, it came, it came with a premium and I'm not saying that I like the trade for Edmonton because I think Nashville lost the trade. I do think, I do think Nashville probably wins the trade. It's a very balanced trade in terms of there's a lot, like you said, there's the obvious premium that's paid in it, but at the same time, like both, both teams are getting stuff that they need more. So the Preds are getting draft capital. And I mean, having a guy like Tyson Berry, that can also be like your power play one or two guy on top of having Roman Yossi back there already. You know, yeah. Makes you pretty, puts you in a pretty decent spot. Um. <laughs> I don't think they would flip Barry, but I almost wonder if that's a guy that they look to try and trade by Friday and say, hey, maybe. Look, you know. Very well could be. I mean, it's movable. Maybe. It's movable. It, yeah, if it got moved once, like what's what's preventing him being flipped again? I don't think it happens just because I, I don't think they want to strip things down too far in Nashville and be yeah. like completely bottom of the barrel. But – 
out of all of the ones that have happened in the last couple of days, I feel it's the most, I wouldn't say most fair, but it does feel the most equally balanced because yeah. we've said it a couple of times already. It, it addresses needs and things that both teams need. And it's not a complete overpay on Edmonton's end. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's not, you a knew you're going to have to go out and spend that. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a complete overpay. You know, like I said, when you're, when you got to make those necessary moves and you're, and you're feeling the pressure, you know, a, a lot of times those teams don't have too much or don't have an incredible amount of leverage. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Nashville's, Nashville's in the early stages of tearing it down. Um, you know, so they share themselves up with a couple picks and some prospects there and the movable contract and Barry. And then, and then, you know, the Oilers go, go out and get something, they, something that they really needed in Matias Ekholm. So I like, I like the trade. I'm a bit, I'm a fan of the trade for both sides. By the way, speaking about Edmonton, Connor McDavid got his 50th goal last night. And he's up to 150 points. 15-1-5, right? 15-1-1-5. Yeah. 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 That guy's a demon. Just I was freaking say, stupid. Like, it's been one episode and he's already gotten like 50 more points. <laughs> <laughs> we said 100 last week. <laughs> that 50th goal, too, was so stupid. He made it. It was just so easy. It was not dumb. even March yet. Dude doesn't even sweat when he plays. It's ridiculous. Oh. Get, yeah, he's gonna get 150 points, I think. The uh, the worst kept secret in the NHL finally came to a close too, and we got the the Patrick Kane trade that everyone was waiting <laughs> to happen. Wow. Yeah, I love that I Kevin Weeks that. had preemptively filmed the video at MSG over oh, the I weekend. I noticed that today too. I'm like, wait, really? Yeah. I'm like, it's like 1 p.m. I'm like, yeah. I, I kind of feel like, I don't know, like, I, I know it's funny and all, but it kind of bugged me that, like, it took so long because of the cap impl- implications that mm. you had guys filming shit like this ahead of time just because everyone knew it was happening. And I feel bad for the Blackhawks in the sense that, I mean, they, they knew this was happening and this was just a reality the last couple weeks, but, like, they can go back to just playing hockey and not have to worry about the sideshow of trying to get him traded finally. Yeah. Because there was so much of, Oh, I don't know where my heart's at. I, I, I might want to stay, but you know what? Oh, I'm pissed off that you guys didn't trade me or I didn't get it. You know, the Rangers went with an option a and I'm the option B like shit like that. Like mm-hmm. at the end of the day, the Blackhawks at least get picks out of it. Um, and they get Ducks legend Andy Walensky. So, you know, got something there. But, like, I don't know. It just it felt like a sideshow. And I, I get that with a player of Kane's caliber, like, he kind of held the cards and the Blackhawks wanted to do right by him and trade him. Yeah. But at the same time, like, the whole, the whole like, oh, boo-hoo, I'm upset. Like, you're, you're going to get to go play at home eventually. Like, just, mm. just fucking suck it up <laughs> suck it up and play and we'll kind of yeah. get into that with uh, the hockey 365 topic uh this week but i don't know it it was nice that it finally ended and we finally got like an official trade out of it but yeah it just it, it was a mess it was yeah. it, it took it took way too long um but yeah thankfully it's over it's too bad it wasn't a trade that couldn't happen on friday but with the way it all played uh, out that was, that was always going to happen before yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah well especially because of the cap implications and them having to send down 
and call up guys every day yeah. just to make the money work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. They kind of they kind of had to do it the first opening it was available just to just yeah. Because if they had waited a couple of hours, like I think it was as of like 2 p.m. today, they they you know, obviously had the room and the space to do it. But if they waited until tomorrow to do it, they would have more cap cured, but like they would have to do X, Y, and Z to make it work or some shit yeah, like that. Yeah. And then that would have taken time because players have to be notified, you know, and all that bullshit. And it's just yeah. like, I get why they did it. And we don't get, you know, like the one big blockbuster on Friday yet, at least. But I, I agree. I wish that would have been the Friday one, like wake up to a yeah. big Patrick Kane trade. But yeah, maybe, maybe we'll wake up to like a, a Jacob Chicken trade or something. Can he possibly traded already? He's another one. Yeah, that just needs to happen already. Like it's just if he's a coyote after Friday, I'm gonna be so annoyed. <laughs> like just do it already. Well, before we switch topics, though, we can't forget the uh, blockbuster mega deal that was Gustav Nyquist to the Blue Jack or to the Wild from the Blue oh, Jackets. Yeah. I thought you were gonna say Luke Shen. Oh, well, that's. Uh, I mean, cool on the Leafs for. <laughs> Yeah. getting him back for like what seems like the fourth time yeah right but you I know, just, he's, he's got that playoff experience and cut pedigree that they're looking for so yeah. good for good for him and what do you what do you think about um mike greer saying that the sharks are not in a rebuild very bob murray energy right i got so, war flashbacks uh, reading that we've seen this movie before kind of yeah thing. i got real uh-oh uh-oh vibes yeah. Like that's not good. You just <laughs> traded Timo Meyer. Mm-hmm. You're, you know, bottom of the barrel, just barely above water. And they might they'll not have move Carlson. They'll have the oh, Erickson par- Carlson contracts. They'll have the uh, Thomas Hurdle contract. Couture. Yeah, Couture. Sharks yeah. are not going. Classic. Sharks are not going to be good for a long, long time. Yeah, enjoy the ride, San Jose. <laughs> It's gonna be a long At least one. they uh, retired Patrick Marlowe's number. Yeah, yeah they did con- that. Congrats, congrats to Patrick shout Marlowe. Out, shout out to Marlo. if anyone should get a statue, he should get a statue. I think Marlowe. Yeah. Hopefully they, if they do it, which they probably will. Hopefully it looks like him. <laughs> and I, I mentioned it earlier, but plans off for Friday because if Danny Dadanov is a star now, and we don't play Dallas again this year, so. Yeah, so if you made your daddy signs already, I'm sorry, but got to pull the plug on that one. Love that. <laughs> no daddy this Friday. Can now say I have a reason to dislike the stars. They didn't let me meme in real life. <laughs> Fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> well, our lap game of the week was interesting because uh, we had a Ooh. player spit on another player, yeah. um, whether there it was it on purpose yeah. or accidentally, but the... Uh, <laughs> The Rangers beat the Kings in what felt like a very lopsided game every time I checked. Yeah. Check five score. Five two final. Twenty one shots for the Rangers. Five goals. That those are uh the math there is not ideal for uh <laughs> Mr. It Jonathan Quay. It was it seemed like it was gonna be okay at first, and then Trocek scored two goals in like a minute and a half, and it just pretty much ended the game. But uh, back to the spitting incident, uh, Keandre Miller has been suspended three games as a result. Um, can we can we ask Hockey Twitter to not like 
fucking come up with stuff off the top of their head oh that their God. their brother's that service dog's tick, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, heard down low at MSG. Jesus Christ. I mean, I know it's behavior of hockey Twitter to do shit like that because, again, like you said, is Zeke Stetcher part two. Um, yeah. But my God, like, not everything has to be motivated by some just god awful thing. Yeah. You know, hockey mm-hmm. players do stupid shit. I'm not trying to downplay that. We have <laughs> seen time and time again what, you know, what can come out of these guys' mouths. But, like, you know, the fact that he came out and said that Drew Doughty gave him the opportunity to apologize and explain himself a little. Yeah, shows that it wasn't as big a situation as the internet made it out to be. You know, shocker. You can, yeah, when and when you watch it, you can kind of tell it was accidental. Um, the whole spitting thing, but I mean, it's still spitting. I mean, I I don't think they're going to be like, oh, he it was an act. I mean, I don't know if you can really tell for sure that it was an. Accident. He said it was an accident. Yeah, but I mean. Anyone can really say that they did it accidentally, yeah. I guess. But so, I mean, he still gets suspended. It's whatever. Um, I just think it's funny that this happened the same week that Garnett Hathaway got traded. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, he's known for spitting. One, the weird the weird thing I have to say was everyone saying, oh, well, um, you know, he said it was an accident. So maybe Max fine in like a game game most or like why did he get three games and it's like the precedent was already set with Hathaway and regardless if it's an accident or not I don't think you can pick and choose because it is I mean especially in the times we're living you know COVID's not a very relative threat like it was two three years ago but at the same time like it's still kind of unsanitary to spit on somebody, yeah, especially a in a sport like this where you're kind of sweating all over each other already. But, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Very hot, huh? Very hot. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for somebody to laugh. Lots of saliva and stuff. Just... <laughs> Connor <Yep>. shaking his <laughs> Just swashbuckling. I don't even know. I don't even know where I'm going. I don't know. <laughs> That's probably a very a very bad uh, urban dictionary term. So we'll have we'll have to check we that after to, the yeah, episode. We, we might have to look that one up. That one. Um. So before we move on to other things, uh, the Coyotes just scared me because they tweeted out that there was some news that they acquired something. So I opened it, but it was just them saying that they acquired a W from the Chicago Blackhawks tonight. Yeah. <laughs> can't be doing shit so, like that yeah so bedard watch update the blackhawks lost in regulation they got beat 4-1 and calgary outshot boston 57 to 19 and they still lost 43 in overtime Jesus <laughs> Christ. Mark Vesna, baby. oh and my man scored a goalie goal this week yeah yeah oh, one, of right. the, yeah. Oh, one of the the nicer ones too it, like yeah Dude, it's just he it's it's all season. He launched that puck. <clears throat> well, yeah, we nice. sh- we should choose our lap game of the week. I've looked ahead and it we, we we have some good ones, I think. I think I don't think we should have a tough time choosing them. Chris was prepared. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Chris. Well, since you looked it up first, you can you can pick your first one. Okay. Um 
I'm going to go Rangers Bruins on Saturday. Good call. Good call. I'll go. Give me Oilers Jets on Saturday. Okay. I'm sticking with Saturday and I raise you uh, Tampa Bay and Buffalo. Uh, That was my other option. Okay, Lou, here's your chance to go four for four. You can pick a game on Saturday. <laughs> um, what game? Friday through Sunday, right? Uh, uh, Monday. You can add Monday. I'm going to go with Friday, New Jersey at Vegas. Okay, that was another one I was going to choose as well. So, Not a bad choice, but again, three for four once again on this pod. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, those are some those are some good ones though. But yeah, that Bruins Rangers game is on ABC, so that should be fun. Cool. Well, before we get into our uh, hockey three six five topic of the week here, um, we haven't had any new subs since last episode. But uh, shout out Z Steve eighty nine for following us tonight. Thank shout you, Steve. Everyone's Thank you, Steve. Uh, everyone's favorite uh, favorite Ian's or Ducks fan. <laughs> shout, out, shout out Z Steve. Dude, he in the CTT Discord, he posts like weird food items like all the time. Like today, he like posted like Peeps hot Cheetos or something. Oh fuck yeah! There's a oh, Peeps what? Pepsi out there right now too. Oh, dude, yeah. Peeps, are the no, shit. Peeps, Bro, hot Peeps were like my Peeps were like my dad's favorite thing in the world, and I never, I never understood. Every, really? Every Christmas, he'd like buy like a fucking I don't. Know, I don't even know if they come in packs, like a 36 pack of fucking peeps. And Jesus. Demolish them all. Like, I just, it was a sight to behold. There's objectively a lot of peeps and maybe too many peeps. Yeah, they made a peeps hot tamales. Ugh. Yeah, about that. Well, do you want to fire off your food take now, Lou? You did tell us you had a new one this week. Uh, I forgot what I was going to say, so I'll, I'll, I'll remember it later. <laughs> Okay. Okay. <laughs> he said, "I forgot." Did it? Did it have anything to do with what you tweeted earlier? What did I tweet earlier about, about the eggs? Um, eggs. Oh no! This oh, okay. Eggs suck. Well, but, yeah. Nope. We've, we've, you've nope. been We've been told this many, many a time. Yep. Don't need to rehash it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's best for all parties involved to not have Lou talk about eggs again. Yeah, it's not necessary. Uh, I'm getting mad. I'm getting mad. I'm going to go pull out the fucking carton of 18 in my fridge right now. I'll think of it. You just, see, you just see Connor, like, he just disappears and you see him in the background of Lou's video. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, our Hockey 365 topic of the week this week uh, was a little time sensitive and thankfully neither guy was traded. Um, so shout out the Coyotes and the Blue Jackets. But he asks us with the Coyotes and the Blue Jackets, healthy scratching both Jacob Chikrin and Vladislav Gavrikov for the last seven games each. Does this set a def- dangerous precedent for tanking teams testing healthy players in the future? I think my phone corrected resting to testing. So resting, resting healthy <laughs> players. So he's asking. So what's he asking? Does it sell? Does it set a bad precedent for teams that are in the same position to rest players when they could be playing? No, I mean I don't really have a problem with it. If like if 
they want to start resting guys like a week out, you know, just to protect their asset. I don't, I don't have a problem with teams wanting to do that. Now, if they're doing it like two or three weeks in advance, okay, it's a little, yeah, that's a yeah. little much. But if you're, if you're three or four games from the deadline and you, and you know, you're trading the guy and you want to protect your asset, I got no problem with that. It's not the big, it's not a huge deal. Everyone was like, oh, these players should be playing. Like, I mean, it happens every year. I don't know if it goes, just let him, just let yeah. him get traded. Who cares? He's probably not going to be on your team after Friday anyway. So just, I, I don't personally have any issue with it. Yeah, I don't really have a huge issue unless, like like you said, if it goes a little bit longer than, like, a week or two or, you know, you're you're touching two, two and a half weeks, it's kind of kind of a little much. But, I mean, it happens every year. I know it doesn't really go as long as maybe the Chikrin one has gone so far, but it's not, like, something brand new that's happening. I also think a lot of that comes from everybody thinks the stashing of players away to be ready for playoff thing kind of like bleeds into that a little. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which is kind of funny now that the NHL has that they have like that thing they have to do with trades like that. Yeah. Where they have to make sure that this guy can come back within a certain time frame mm-hmm. and count on the cap. So I, I'm kind of in the same boat as Connor. Of like, I, I really don't care because at the end of the day, like hockey is a business. And if you're that bad, obviously you're going to want to get as much as you can for your guys. Um, but I, I could see it being something that could get out of hand if it like was a bunch of teams just like, oh, well, I want to hold this guy out because I want more leverage on the mm-hmm. other teams. And again, that kind of happens already. Mm-hmm. But I, I think if it was an excess where it was like, say it was a team that was at the bottom of the standings like the Blackhawks and they're like no we're sitting like these I I think it's okay when it's like one or two guys but if it was like oh well we could potentially trade like these five guys this this uh this deadline season and they just went oh no you know all five of them aren't gonna dress yeah (laughs) but I also don't think that that would be possible because of like daily cap implications and stuff Mm mm-hmm um, that would be the only scenario where I uh, could see it being an issue. But hockey, hockey's a business. At yeah. the end of the day, teams are going to do what's best for them because they don't want to miss out on more money. Nope. Because everyone loves money. Sure do. Cash money. Well, since this has been a very deadline heavy episode you know we'll we'll answer dalton's question first because it does uh kind of go into the uh what's ahead for the ducks this week but he said (laughs) what's the over under on number of white monsters patty v drinks this week uh i had one today in just oh did you in the spirit of summoning pat which (laughs) which i mean hey it worked i mean i mean you know it did something but um, yeah pat for b well i'm gonna say he i'm gonna say he has one a day so, you know, Monday through Friday, that's five days, so that's five. I'll say he has a second one in the afternoon tomorrow and Friday, so I'll go six. Six? No, 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 I'm sorry, seven. Seven. Yep, seven. I'm going to say this is a light week for him, and it's going to be four to five max. And Friday, he'll have a nice coffee before uh, <laughs> shipping out John Klingberg. I'll say, I'll say a good five. I'm gonna go high. I'm gonna say eleven. Oh, <laughs> I think he's just gonna fucking Christ. fire up. I think he's he's 
He's going to walk in. And everyone's just... wondering why he's not doing anything on Friday. It's because he's in the hospital. <laughs> Sir, how many did you have this week? Didn't they do a family guy where like Peter like drank too many energy drinks? And drank too many Red Bulls. Red Bull. <laughs> going to be Pat Verbeek. Christ. Well, our next one comes from Barry, and he says, do you guys have any dark horse trades for the Ducks, either acquisitions or sending someone out? I think I think we already kind of touched on that a little bit earlier. Like I just I just personally think it's going to be a lighter deadline, you know, maybe two three moves. But I just I just don't see it being the uh, you know this kind of grandiose Pat Verbeek performance like we saw last year. I do feel like he's going to trade at least three dudes. It'll at least be two or three, I think. I just yeah yeah. I don't know about any dark horse people though. I have one that's not a deadline move, but it we're kind of talking about it at work today, and it kind of like the thought of it kind of intrigued me. I wonder if a team like the Panthers would be a team that would want to bring in John Gibson. Hmm. And the only the only way I could see it working is if we knew that we're we're kind of at like we haven't taken that next step yet to be a little further along in the rebuild. And we see next year is another kind of year like this one mm-hmm. where we're either going to be good with this. You know, we'll be a little bit better with the signings we make, or we'll be in the same boat where, you know, realistically we could be a top five pick again, but we were talking about, it'd be interesting to see if they, if like the Panthers reached out as kind of like a, I wouldn't say a last ditch to kind of stay as a, as a steady presence in the East, but like a trade for a guy like Gibson to run a tandem of him and Spencer Knight and have Bobrovsky come back the other way Mm. and eat some salary for a little bit. Yeah. I wouldn't, I I I wouldn't see it just because how how old he is and how heavy (laughs) the contract is. Well, it's also that. And then, and then, you know, just, the Panthers just don't have a lot of assets left after that. You know, I think, I think I saw something where they, they kind of had some late interest on Chikrin, but I think the quote from, from the reporter was who had talked to one of the, to one of the scouts or one of the people involved in two of the parties um, in the, um, that was just total word salad. Sorry. <laughs> the people in one of the, uh, in, in uh, one of the front offices for, I don't remember which team it was, but, um, had essentially said that Florida, Florida just literally can't do it. They don't, they don't mm-hmm. have the assets. So, yeah, um, yeah I just, uh, I don't it know. Was a, it, w- it wasn't like a serious of like, oh yeah, trade this guy and this guy, but it was an interesting thought. I mean, part of, part of that also came from what you were tweeting about yesterday, Connor, with a team like the Sabres kind of being a team that may look at adding Gibson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got the Sabres, you know, we could, you know, could take, could maybe take one of their guys back, you know, Paterka. Not sure what Edmonton wants to do this offseason. You know, I, you know, could, you know, could easily take Jack Campbell back, you know, just kind of just kind of have him play out his contract here. And then the Devils. I like, I think the Devils could be another option for John Gibson as well. I think, I think that's a really great fit there. We could take Mackenzie Blackwood back, um, you know, have him have him run a uh, um run a tandem with Lucas Dostal in his, in his first full NHL season up next year. But um, yeah, there's some, there's definitely some suitors out there for John Gibson. So it'll be, it'll be curious to see kind of what happens. Um, assu- assuming he isn't dealt this week, assuming this, ha- assuming this all happens in the summer. Mm-hmm. 
but you know it's good that everything is kind of being reported about John Gibson again like having guys like Friedman come out and essentially confirm that John Gibson would like to go somewhere where he can compete and that and then also saying the Ducks would like to send him somewhere that he could compete so you know, a little bit more concrete information than we heard last year when it was just kind of the agents going back and forth, you know, it was just a lot of, you know, a lot of hearsay, a lot of he said, she said. So, yeah, yeah, it'll be this whole Gibson saga is going to be interesting. Um, You know, I think I think like we said, we all agree that we probably don't think that this is happening this week, um, probably happening in the summer. So yeah. would he go to L.A.? Shut up. The package is <laughs> honestly the full disclosure. If the package is right, I'll send him anywhere. Mm-hmm. I just it, it it's yeah like I love Gibby but like I just I just don't view the game that way like yeah like yes I can have my personal attachments to players but you know like it's if the package is right I'm I'm not more upset about Gibson going to a rival than I am with like an than us getting an insane package back that helps our long term future so mm-hmm. that's just yeah. that's how I look at it I just I mean from the perspective of like getting assets as a uh, like picks or prospects back i would say a team like buffalo definitely would intrigue me more than anybody yeah um i mean i've been on the the gibby the devil's train for a little bit here just because of the quality of the assets they have in terms of talent that would be ready to um i wouldn't so much say like slot in right away but guys that probably would make a difference sooner rather than later Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, sorry, sorry, Savannah. Yeah, you did join at the oh, wrong time. <laughs> oh God. Oh, oh boy. It's um, the worst topic for Savannah to have. Well, just just to have fun with that question, so it's not like oh, I I got nothing. I literally just made it up like earlier today that I wouldn't hate seeing the Ducks. Like we all. I think we like we agree that Gibson won't be moved um, this week. But if he was, like we brought up Buffalo, you know, I personally that would be great. I mean, obviously for me that'd be very easy to be like, oh yeah, now he's on the Sabers. That's he's easy to watch over there. But um, <laughs> we could maybe. What if like we sent him to Buffalo? We brought back Craig Anderson, and then like JJ Paterka. There's JJ I mean, Paterka. I mean, I there's, will... there's Matt Savoy. There's there's Yuri Kulik. There's mm-hmm. you know, there's uh, you know, Isaac Rosan. It's I think JJ has got a lot got a lot of players that 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 could potentially be involved in a in a in a in a in a, in a oh. chunk package. You, you almost <laughs> slipped there. I know. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> only only select few will understand that one, but. Um, you have to be well versed uh, yeah. in the in the uh, lap lore to understand that one mm-hmm. where it was going. <laughs> yeah, it's all it's all whatever you know. He's not going to be moved, so don't worry. It's just we're just spitballing for uh, just to be goofy and out yeah. there. You know, I just want I just kind of want JJ Paterka on the Ducks. I mean, you can also that do little, a little German freak. Chris wants his Germans. <laughs> <laughs> do a one for one Gibson for Devin Levi. There you go. Just to stock up on all of the that highly touted goalie it, prospects. Yeah, he's killing it. <laughs> but well, to uh, answer that question, a dark horse. I don't think it's gonna happen, but I wouldn't be surprised if Frank Vitrano traded. Oh yeah. I don't think it's gonna uh, happen. No, 
No, I, I actually want to keep Toronto. You're going to yeah. break up the podcast boys already? Yeah. Nope. I don't think they're it's going to happen. But... They're going to get their own show, Lou, and you're already trying to ruin this for the Ducks. Come on. <laughs> well, Ashley asks us, besides the wonderful Patrick Kane trade, what trade today was the best? We are sorry the, for your loss, Ashley. <laughs> the probably, the, probably the Mateus Ekholm trade. Yeah, the Ekholm trade, I'd say. Yeah, just how much I like it for both sides. Yeah. yeah. Ekholm or Pulley those are my two. Yeah. But I more so see that as Edmonton gets cap space, Pulley actually gets to go play somewhere that it's probably going to be beneficial for him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the Ekholm one was just too good. I mean, I, I don't know how many times we could say it. It's just, it's one of those ones that's, it's smart. It makes sense. It's not too far-fetched, too crazy. Like, it just satiates what both teams need, so. Yeah, and I'm just glad that he is out of Nashville. Yeah, I mean, does it make it any better being an oiler? No, but... Uh... I mean, again, we we were celebrating the downfall of the Predators, so I'm Can't still waiting. Picky. Yeah, I'm still waiting for the Oilers to make another move for like a goalie because that's just what they do. Um, they need to get another goalie that they can possibly ruin. Um, sorry if you heard that. I knocked over my Zegers action figure. <laughs> Here he is. Look at him. Look at him. With the numbers in his armpits. Yeah, it's a little little odd. But, but yeah, shout out to the people who won our uh, contest for the Zegers action figures. We're going to get those sent out this week. Um, it was Richie on Instagram, our buddy Richie. I think you guys all follow him on Twitter, right? Yeah. He's a good dude. Well, we have a couple more questions here. Uh, Simon asks us, he says, UK listener here, he goes, recently a Taco Bell has popped up nearby. Should I visit and what should I order slash avoid? Yes. Crunchwrap Supreme. Crunchwrap. Yes. Yes. That's, yeah. There you go. Um, I would suggest, uh, I would suggest just avoiding it altogether. No, (laughs) no, don't, don't listen to Lou about anything. (laughs) You have to at least have a Baja blast once in your life. Um, no, you don't have to. At least one time. Hey, do you not like Baja blast, Lou? I don't know. Are you a Mountain Dew hater? I mean, I don't hate it. I just don't drink it. Said screw Mountain Dew. I drink stuff. That's the now. thing. Lou says he hates things he doesn't even try. I, <laughs> I, just, I, don't, I just I don't understand it. I try That's what everything makes us angry. once. I try everything once. So have you had a Baja Blast? I have, and I just wasn't enthralled with it. <laughs> you go into the wrong Taco Bells, because that's that's part no, of the I culture of Taco Bell. Um, Supreme. You have to have the spicy potato tacos at some point because if you're low low on low on cash. You can get a bunch of tacos for really cheap, which is nice. I mean, that's kind of the allure of Taco Bell is a lot of their stuff tends to be on the cheaper side. Mm. Chicken quesadilla is always smack. Yeah. But I also feel like if you go at the wrong time, they put too much of the sauce in it 
and get get some gnarly heartburn from that. So there's a lot of good options at Taco Bell, honestly. I mean, there are yeah. Gordita Crunch. I'm just gonna start going through the whole menu because I haven't eaten tonight. <laughs> just gonna share just your like... screen. <laughs> so here's the menu. Here's here's how I spent twenty five dollars by myself at Taco Bell. <laughs> Garrett said, "Just be prepared. Be prepared for a tummy ache. You have to accept that going in." Yeah, exactly. If you just know your stomach's gonna be wrecked afterwards, you know, there's only one person to blame. It's yourself. Yeah, I got my sister's boyfriend a gift card to Taco Bell for Christmas. I think it was like twenty five bucks. I either got him the twenty five or fifty. I remember it being like ridiculous, and I just wanted to do it. And like, <laughs> I hope he spent it all at once, but I, I doubt he did. That's how you know someone loves you and cares for you. They buy you a gift card <laughs> of you know, a ridiculous amount to a place like Taco Bell. Like, yeah. You're yeah. a good man, Chris. My family member <laughs> gave me a Taco Bell gift card. I would just stop buying them presents from <laughs> whatever, <on>. man. <laughs> because you're a contrarian, Lou. Don't you like a contrarian. Taco Bell legitimately sucks. No. No, you're being contrarian. If we're, if we're sitting here, ass. if we're sitting here, and you're trying to say that Del Taco's better, I it agree is. in the aspect that, from a standpoint of the food being better, yes, every aspect is better at Del Taco. But Del Taco's yeah. expensive. Like unless mm-hmm. you're getting the same kind of like dollar menu stuff, I, I don't know. The, do- the value menu kicks freaking Taco Bell's whole menu's ass. <laughs> We'll, we'll stop there so yeah. we don't have to drive to Lou's house and fight him. But <laughs> um, I wanted, I did want to shout out, hi, I'm Steph on Twitter, though. She's the one that won our, our Twitter thing. Oh. And the Kings just did something. Big. Wait, what? Big scoop from Elliot Friedman right now. He says, oh, my this God. Is, this is Elliot shit. Friedman tweeting right now. With Los Angeles and Columbus working on a Corpusalo Gavrikov deal, word is one of the pieces in return to Columbus will be Jonathan. Jonathan Quick. Quick. Wow! Holy kind shit! An and Ryan, Ryan is live reacting in the chat. That's awesome. <laughs> so not only Gavrikov to <clears throat> L.A., Jonas Corpusalo as well. Jonathan, and Jonathan Quick, Quick to the Blue Jackets. Quick to Columbus. Does that help them get a few more wins to ruin I, their tank? Please. I I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, uh, that's we, sick, we had that called in the in the chat. I literally that's tweeted crazy. out today. I literally tweeted out earlier that I hope something breaks while we're live. And we're Dude, like literally at the end jacket. of the show. Perfect. I'm sorry, Ryan. <clears throat> they oh, said... Ryan. Poor Ryan. They said, uh, you're sentenced to Ohio. <laughs> Get the hell out of here. You're going to Columbus. They moved. Uh, Brendan Lemieux got moved to non-roster per cat friendly, too. And not that I feel like that has any trade implications. but uh, You know what? Shout out to the Los Angeles Kings for giving us this content while we're recording. Oh, and, the, hey, and, the, and the Columbus Blue Jackets. Well, okay, well. Shout out them. Shout out them. Okay. I was, wow. I was hoping Every- we'd have something break wow. while we were alive. So that's e- cool. everyone pour one out for Ryan. We are sorry, right. good buddy. Um, or whatever you have. Oh, official deal. Oh shit. Really? Greg Saravalli. According to Saravalli, it's official. There's no detail. There's no full details yet, but just confirming that quick is part of the deal. Wow. 
Wow. I want, oh, I wonder who LA, I, I wonder who else LA has given up. Holy hell, man. That's crazy, dude. I really did not see quick <laughs> being moved. I mean, that's just not something I really had considered. Yeah. It's kind of crazy how it just kind of, I mean, shit, Jonathan Quick's done in LA. Do, do we? Do it we, just happens uh, like that. That's crazy. Do we stay on air for a couple extra minutes just we in might. case? Was that our <laughs> last question? Uh, no, we had Garrett's. Okay. So let's get to Garrett's. Let's get to Garrett's. We'll wait maybe 10 minutes. If we don't have the details yet, then we'll, then we'll take it off. But And I, I remembered uh, my food take. Okay, cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll Garrett's read Garrett's question, Garrett's question, lose food take, and then hopefully we have the details of the Jonathan Quick Gavrikov Corvasal trade. But yeah. Okay. So Garrett asks, are there any young doc, ducks prospects we could see called up following the trade deadline, or will they go with less hardened or less heralded farm names to fill the roster spot? I think you know. I think I think maybe you'd like to see a guy like Drew Hellison get the get the call up. I think I think he's probably the main piece I'd really like to see. I just, you know, from the forward perspective, there's like I just I just don't see a lot of forwards being dealt. I mean, maybe one of the maybe forwards one. the most. Yeah. So we so we'll see a forward call up there. I mean, and you know that perspective. Uh, sorry, I'm I'm distracted reading Ryan in the, in the chat, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, from the from the forward perspective, just I mean, yeah, you maybe like to see Tracy or Perot get called up. I just I just don't know if that's happening given the fact that we've had opportunities to call them up this year and and that hasn't that hasn't really happened. So not really sure what um what uh what Verbeek thinks there. But yeah, and then and then you gotta take, you know, like Tamara said in the chat, you know, you gotta take the Scott Harrington acquisition into into account. You know, the Harrington acquisition is probably just a warm body acquisition in anticipation for, for a defenseman or two being moved out and having some roster spots to fill. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, if I just had to pick one guy, I'd really want to see. Um, oh, shout out Garrett for the tier one sub. Love you, Gary. Ooh. Um, Ooh, thank you. Love you. Yeah. If there's one guy I'd really like to see from my personal preference, I'd really want to see Drew Hellison. Um, I, I, I think he's probably the most likely, but. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's not like we're going to just, it's not like it's just going to be a whole bunch of goals called up. You know, it's not like the roster is going to be completely gutted. So it's going to be maybe one or two call ups, I think. Yeah, I can see that. Is it, is it time for, for Pavel Regenda to make his uh, return to the lineup? Is it not? That's the only reason why I know, I know, I know Sav's about it. Well, I (laughs) actually don't know if Savannah's about it. I think, I think she's protesting him. I don't, for reasons I don't understand, but. Oh, geez. Um, Pro- protesting Slovakia. This... Story for another time. No, we don't. We don't, uh, <laughs> we don't hate. Uh, we don't hate our Slovaks here. They have beef. Um, yeah, Lou. Okay, fire off your take while we uh, wait for this craziness to unfold. What is All the right, return? Well, well, it pains me to say this. It, it truly, truly does. I'm sure it does. But I'm starting. On, I'm starting to not like In and Out anymore. Oh. Like the last like five times I've been there, it just hasn't been good. Like I don't I don't know what's going on there, but what, you, what I, is your go-to I think, order? I think saying I'm starting to not like In and Out is aggressive, given the fact that it's been like three or four times <laughs> after compared to your whole life of eating In and Out. I think it's a little dramatic. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's also probably because I just eat eat there. I, I just survive on In and Out. 
So yeah, that's also it. I mean, you're gonna go through periods where you get yeah, sick and stuff. That's probably what I'm going through right now. But yeah, yeah, I think yeah. I think I, I I think it's as good as it normally is. I think I think yeah. You, but one you good burger getting a little probably, tired of it. One probably good probably burger will probably pull me back. Oh yeah. But, yeah. Oh, yeah. Connor's like, no, you're wrong. I know this is <laughs> what you taste, but no, I I know your taste better than you. Don't don't but as of as, like of, a, as of now, I'm not a fan really. Don't go there for like a week or like ten days and then go back to it. Give another. Yeah. Chance. Maybe your taste buds are changing and now you're gonna start getting Cane's toast. Also, uh, John's Philly Grill in Huntington Beach is really good. What is it? I don't know. I don't. John's Philly Grill. Oh, Philly Grill. Sean asks, what about Rock or Grimaldi? I just, I'm not, I'm not super at this point. I'm not interested in giving some 34 year old an NHL contract. Like, I just, I don't know. I don't, I'd rather just, just, I'd rather just bring up, you know, uh, Drew Hallison or a Braden Tracy or Jacob Perot. Yeah. Um, at that point, I just, I just don't really care about Rock or Grimaldi. Grimaldi's. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, no, no offense to Grimaldi. I just, I, he's doing well with yeah. in the AHL. I think he's leading oh. scorer in the league, isn't he? There's just no point in adding another contract. It's like if you're going to call somebody up, call That's up, a, call up a forward that you've invested a draft pick in to see, to see what you have in the guy. Well, there right. goes Abby Grimaldi listening to this podcast. Way right. to go, guys. Jeez. <laughs> Apologies, Abby. Please, please listen to us. I'm so. <laughs> <laughs> I have to ask Olivia because uh, she says me surviving on In-N-Out because that's where I work and free meals. Are there any In-N-Out hacks that you guys make at work? Because I know when I was at Islands, um, I, I reached a point where having the same tortilla soup every day was was just not cutting it. And I started experimenting with stuff. And there's a lot of crazy shit you can make when you work in a kitchen. So I am <laughs> curious as to what you guys do because in and out is very set in stone of what you can order since it is a kind of small little burger only place. But I am interested to see what you guys come up with. Oh, man. Well, I don't think we're... Uh... Yeah, I don't think we're gonna get it. Uh, any 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 last minute questions in the chat? I mean, we'll hang on for another minute or two here until we get some. Uh, see if we get some details. So she she did say I would get a flying Dutchman, cut it up, put it with fries, and add ketchup and spread. Hmm. Make, make it like a, a little, little salad. Yeah, make a little salad. All right. Um, and Pagnota is saying trade call with the NHL was completed about ten minutes ago. But nothing really. Sweet, Dave. Just confirming that it is. But he said Gavrikov, Corpusalo, and, and both Gavrikov. So that is new information. Yeah. We just we are confirming that it is also both Corpusalo and Gavrikov. Oh, Ryan did say he has a question on Twitter. What did he? Oh, we get a. Did get we, a, miss it? we get a Ryan question to end the pod after all Why? this craziness. What a day. And, I, and none of us have even seen what this is. So this is a real live reaction to the question. <laughs> Instead of us sitting going, oh, here we go. <laughs> God. That's insane that it just happens like that. I know. Probably I'm Lemieux not. and Picks. Lemieux, Picks, and Prospects, you're thinking? That's what Ryan's thinking. Hmm. Uh, 
Sirius XM says per per Frege, uh, Columbus would receive quick and a first round pick in return for Corpus Allo and Gavrikov. That's it. I mean, it's Sirius XM's NHL network show tweeting that. So I wouldn't mm-hmm. say that's the full trade call until only quick in a first. That's it. What? Jeez. I mean, I'm not expecting it to be like fucking Brant Clark or, <laughs> or, or, or Quentin Byfield, but like I feel like there's got to be a little something like Erasmus Kupari or something. Like I don't something. I, I don't know. All right. Well, we All can right. rattle off the Ryan question really yeah, quick. Yeah, I just found yeah. the Ryan. Yeah, we'll see here. Go ahead and read it because I, I, I oh, yeah. am having trouble I finding it. <laughs> like, like a trade, I'd like a late trade at the deadline. The mouse trademark is sneaking <laughs> a cue in. He shoots, he scores. Gibson, Gibson, it's all your fault. It's all your fault. <laughs> or is it? Doubt it, to be honest. Anyways, favorite baseball memory for each of y'all? Uh, Angels winning the World Series. Ooh. Yeah, that would be one. Uh, I I would say, like, for me, like, uh, I would say a live one, like being at a game live would probably be my first game in uh, Toronto when I went to a Blue Jays game. I think I was about, like, seven or eight. Um, and the angels were there. So I, I was, I was excited because that was the first time I've ever been able to see the angels. So I had my, uh, my Disney era angels hat on and, uh, got to go to the blue Jays, uh, stadium for the first time. And I believe that I still remember the angels won like three or four, nothing. So it was a pretty nice time. Pretty sure that's the first time I've ever heard anybody excited to recite, like recount a memory of watching the angels in baseball, <laughs> <laughs> especially the nineties era. Angels, the Disney jerseys. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say actually winning the World Series when I was at, I'd say that same World Series, but game six because I was there. I mean, granted, I was like seven, but um hey, you're still there. I mean, one, I mean, one of my one of my core early memories as a sports fan, but like I will never ever ever forget being at that game. So sick. Uh, I one of the one of the best games I think I've ever seen. I was, we were there for Troy Percival's 300 save. I think that's by far like my favorite game I've ever been to. And like my favorite memory, just because they gave us thunder sticks to make noise with. And I sat the whole game and hit the thunder sticks together. <laughs> um, but if we're going off of like what Connor said, like a core memory, um, I, I've said a few times on the pod that I'm, I was a huge Eric Gagne fan growing up and I got to see him one pitch one time and get a save in a game against like the pirates when I was younger. It was like the one and only time I think I went to a a Dodger game and got to see him pitch. So it was, it was really cool as a kid. Yeah. Can I, can I, can I, can I live read what, what, uh, what he daddy just tweeted? Go ahead. Jonathan Hay, it's the GM of the Kings. I hope you have enjoyed California for 15 years and all the Stanley Cups because you're going to Ohio. Sorry. And also be careful of the toxic poisonous oil spill that's killing everything over there. Don't let your pets outside for a bit. Okay, bye. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Well, Daily Faceoff saying stay tuned for the whole trade. So there's more. Yeah. There's I don't know. Like, 
<laughs> should we call it or should we just kind of hang out? I mean, we're sitting at about an hour 30 right now, which is fast. Probably one of the fastest uh, episodes we've gotten to this point. Yeah. Um, I say uh, let's give favorite. it let's give it like two or three minutes so Luke can say his favorite memory and wait out maybe potentially yeah. more okay. details. Yeah. Well, uh, besides the three World Series titles, um, I'd probably say the Barry Bonds, uh, Almeren chase like all of that was just electric i went to i think he hit 746 i think it was against the rockies that was sick um and i also went to a game where madison bumgarner had a perfect game in the ninth inning and then melvin upton jr ruined it and thus spawned lose hatred for melvin upton jr (laughs) it was born (laughs) um yeah, that's about it. I'm not saying they should bring steroids back to baseball, but looking. Oh, yeah, look- yeah, yeah. What do you, what do you, what do you guys think about the pitch clock so far? Uh, I hate it. I don't like it. I've only seen the one video from uh, John Boy. It's too fast, and it was pretty quick. And it seemed like that. I mean, you could tell that that pitcher. It was you know he had it in his head. He was rushing, but um. Yeah, I mean, I mean call, me, call me a boomer, call me a boomer, whatever. I don't, I don't like it. As a former pitcher, I think it fucks with the way guys operate and fucks with their mechanics. <laughs> I can tell you, as somebody who, as a pitcher, also works slow, how much feeling like you're rushed and having to speed everything up can totally fuck with your mechanics. Now, are guys going to adjust to it? Probably, yeah. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I just I'm I'm not a fan. I liked it better when it was about 25 30 seconds. I think that's a lot better. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's what? It's 15? Yeah, 15. But 20 yeah. if there's someone on base, right? I think so. Yeah. Oh, okay. Hmm. I'm sorry I was giggling through all of that because Ryan he, he first says we traded quick for a guy with not one but two V's in his name and then put no wait three unreal and then put no he has four Jesus fucking Christ <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> um, did uh we didn't shout out uh she talks hockey right we have not no they, uh, oh spicy from Frank oh, Saravalli you got it no oh <laughs> To say Jonathan Quick is unhappy with the trade, I'm told, is a, quote, an understatement. Oh, man. Tyre Ellie King's team was a bit down after the game, a win, and you could understandably see it in Anze Kopitar's face after a four-goal night. Wow, that's crazy. So Not only is Quick just traded like that, he's pissed off about it. Fuck. That's crazy. Spicy! The girls, they are fighting. Fighting. But yeah, okay. shout out She Talks Hockey. Yeah, um, last week or two weeks ago, I believe, they uh, they just got over 1,000 downloads on their podcast. So they're now well over it, I'm sure, by now, and that's awesome. So shout out to them. They're, uh, they're killing it over there, and they just released a bonus episode yesterday that I listened to today on my run, which was very awesome. Um, it was a lot of fun to listen, so go check it out. Um, yeah, over 1K downloads for them. That's that's great. I love seeing that, and I love seeing them uh, continue to grow their base there and uh, their little community. It's really cool. Yeah. And if Devils 25 says Ohio is real. <laughs> I mean, for how much longer, we don't know, but. Yeah, true. Yeah, that's crazy. 
Well, I, I feel like we should end it there, barring uh, any yeah. Yeah, any no, last gonna, minute gonna, uh, uh, refreshes on Twitter right now. <laughs> yeah, this could take a little bit. Let's close out, and then we'll uh, we'll see if something comes in while we're while we're wrapping up. Well, because how does he not have a no trade clause, Jonathan Quick? You'd think he'd have one, right? Uh, I, I, okay. Before we go, um, <laughs> the mayor says that the deal for Corpus Allo and Gavrikov is a first round pick and Quick. Ooh. But he said more to come. So, okay, yeah, there's definitely there's definitely more to come. First round pick and quick. Tamara does bring up a good point. We could stop recording, and stay on Twitch. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right. If you guys are game, we can end it here. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll hang out for a minute or two. We'll just end the episode, and then you know, if if anything happens, um, people can yeah. watch the the very end of the Twitch tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. All right. Subscribe. Sub- right. Subscribe for the bonus content. Yeah, do that. <laughs> well, make sure you know if you're listening. Uh, make sure you're following us everywhere at Later Rivals Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Check us out. We're um trying to continue to grow our community over there or both places really and. Like I said, stay tuned on our Twitter. Um, we're going to be having a Anaheim Ducks ticket giveaway from 714 Tickets this week, and I'll probably start it on Saturday and it'll probably run for about a week or so um, for a Ducks game in March. I believe it's going to be the, t- the March 21st game against the Flames. So if that already interests you, keep an eye out for this weekend. So, yeah, Late Arrivals Pod, follow us. Leave us a rating wherever you're listening. Maybe give us a, a fun review that we can read. I don't know if you want to be funny or whatever. We love you. Thanks for the support. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. See ya.